What's up, everyone? Welcome into the eighth episode of Expand on That, Boston 25's weekly sports podcast. Beautiful day outside today. Summer's starting to kick in. Uh, perfect soccer weather, I'd say, uh, just to lead in here. We got a special episode full of soccer talk. Right off the bat, I mean, we're rolling with a big one here. We got the one and only Teal Bunbury of the New England Revolution. Teal, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. Like I said, warm weather. It's just feeling great. I love summer. So, I mean, I'm ready to rock. I don't know if you're ready to rock with this podcast, though. That's the real oh, question. I'm ready to go on this podcast. Oh, know? there we I'm, go. I'm honored to be, you know, on one of the newer episodes. And I know it's just starting off, but I've been hearing great things about it. So uh, I'm ready to dive in. I appreciate that. Top 10. You're in the top 10. That's a big, that's yeah, a big moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of stuff going on in the soccer world. I mean, World Cup right off the bat. But I want to start off with the Revs specifically with your season so far. Um, if you just want to start off, I mean, how do you feel about the season so far? I think we're, what, 16 games in at this point? How do you feel? Yeah, yeah, we're 16 games in uh, so far. And I would say I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with how, uh, how we're doing. Uh, we've we've kind of exceeded maybe some expectations from last year. Uh, we've been, uh, you know, there's new faces in this year. There's also, you know, new coaching staff. Um, so usually when that happens, there's kind of uh, some adjustment period. Um, but it's been five months now that we've been, been with this new regime. Um, and there's been a lot of emphasis on fitness, a lot of emphasis on kind of new philosophies. So I'd say I'm very pleased with how our group's been doing. Uh, we're essentially at the midway point of the regular season. Um, so I think we kind of got to pick things up a little bit here the second half of the season. But uh, nothing to be, you know, disappointed in. Um, and there's a lot of positives that I feel like we could take from these first 16 games and, and still things that we got to work on. All right. And I think a big reason that you guys have been doing so well this year so far, I mean, not to toot your own horn a little bit, but, I mean, you've been kind of crushing it this year. I mean, was it nine goals in 16 games? I think it was nine in the last 12 or something like that specifically. So what for you – just this year is working what's maybe different about this year in comparison to other years that's a tough that's a tough question I don't know exactly if there's one particular thing that's different uh I mean you know I I am playing a lot more so I don't know if that kind of changes my dynamic um a little bit but I think kind of just confidence has kind of been instilled with me with this coaching staff and something I pride myself on is is working hard in training uh, and trying to be an example for my teammates um, and I know I expect my teammates to kind of push me uh, and be motivating factors for me as well. And I, and I think since preseason, that's kind of been my goal is to come in this year and, you know, work my tail off in training. And when my opportunity comes to make sure I, I make the most of it. And I feel like I've been able to do that. But I think we all have been able to do that. All the players have been, you know, pushing it. And, um, you know, it's it's tough playing games and having so so many players that should be on the field. We have a lot of depth on this team. So I think that kind of that competition brings the best out of everybody. And I think that's also helping motivate guys. Yeah. And a new thing that's different this year. I mean, you got a new head coach. Uh, you got Brad Friedel. And I mean, what's different, like having him as a coach? What's he doing that's working for you guys? Like, what's that environment like? Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Friedel is awesome. He, he, he expects um, a lot from players, but he, he knows what we're all capable of. Um, he, he respects everybody and he wants everybody to respect him and the coaching staff. Um, but he, he pushes us. Uh, he wants to kind of get us out of our comfort zone a little bit, uh, make sure that we're dialed in at all times, uh, especially on little details. So whether it's uh, meet, coming to meals on time, you know, having a fine system, all these little things that make sure that we're as professional as possible. So professionalism would be one big key word um, that kind of this year um, has been stressed and emphasized 
And I think everybody's been bought into that and everybody's bought into our new philosophy, which is a lot more high pressure, um, but also being comfortable on the ball and playing out of the back. So these little things have been adding up and I, I think it's been beneficial for, you know, the players and especially the fans to watch our games as well. Yeah. I mean, you talk about professionalism, but the one thing I want to, I guess, move on to here is a little bit of fun. I mean, we talk about summer, yeah. warm weather, good stuff happening. Uh-huh. Um, you guys got the bowl for a goal every summer. It's kind of a big thing going down. Um, I mean, I think it's personally an awesome thing. People might not know a ton about it. If you just want to talk a little bit about what that event's all about and, um, I mean, why you guys do it, what's going on. Yeah, I think I think this is our, our fourth year um, that we're doing it in the past three years. So bowl for a goal, essentially, we go right up here in Patriot Place um, at the bowling alley. I believe it's called Splitsville. Um, and it's just a fun event that um, people can sign up for. I know I think they can go on the, the website and kind of get these tickets to come. But it's essentially uh, to raise money uh, for Special Olympics of Massachusetts. Um, and it's just a great event. You get all the players there. You get the coaching staff. Um, you get some other, you know, front office staff there. And I think it's just a fun time for everybody. I think they have an auction usually there every year. Um, and it's fun to kind of just let loose sometimes and be able to go bowl, and, you know, eat good food. And kind of last year we did um, some some karaoke, you know, some lip sync lip sync battles and things like that. So it's it's a fun time to kind of um, enjoy yourself, let loose. But it's also for a great cause and for a great benefit. And I think what we the, the partnership that we have with uh, Special Olympics in Massachusetts has been has been awesome. We have a unified team that, you know, every year the past few years has, has been able to play some games. They, they'll travel uh, a few locations when we travel and play other unified teams. So so it's great. Yeah, I mean, most important question of this entire podcast, I don't know if you've seen this coming, <laughs> but how good of a bowler are you really? I mean, are you like I, the Revs version of Mookie Betts? Are you just crushing it out there or what's going on there? I, I could admit it. I am awful. I am not a good bowler. Awful. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't bowl much, and my wife actually is really good bowling. So the few times that we've gone, she's she's crushed me. Um, so she holds that over my head. But I go <laughs> and I have a good time. I think I would actually need the bumpers to help me out a little bit. You know, hey, that's not a bad um, thing. You gotta use not, what you gotta use. Not, yeah, you know, you need that handicap sometimes to help you out there. Um, but uh, no, it's just it's just fun to be able to go there and you know seeing all these people smiling, having fun, and letting loose. But uh, yeah, I wish I was better. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a great bowler either. I'll, yeah, what I'll about you? you? I'm I'm I mean I'm all right. I went like last week. It's just I mean it's not anything spectacular. I'll yeah. give myself a little bit of credit, but okay. I mean okay. I, I get a little sore afterwards. So that's kind of the rough part. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you gotta come. This uh, maybe I will. Maybe I, I will. Think it's, I think it's August 1st. I don't know if people know. I believe know that, it is. But I think yeah. that's when the, the date is for that. Awesome. And I mean, you see all the time these athletes kind of working with different groups or like visiting kids and whether it's a hospital or anything like that. And they kind of get inspired like right off the bat. And you see it kind of translate to the field. Do you see that happen when you go to these events and you get kind of like an inspiration from whether it's the Special Olympics athletes or anyone you're visiting? Yeah, I think I think for all, uh, no matter if it's the Special Olympic athletes, if we're going to, you know, a children's hospital, um, if you're working with, you know, maybe some underprivileged kids um, and everywhere in between that. I think it's great to just reach out to youth, reach out to adults um, and kind of, you know, just put yourself in their shoes a little bit. And also, if you could just make them smile, make them maybe forget about their circumstances for the for the moment um, and just have a good time. I mean, we're all human beings. We're all striving for the same goal and that's to just you know enjoy life to be happy uh to have the same opportunities and i think sometimes you know we get too bogged down with 
outside distractions and, and, and it's good to have, you know, that common ground where you could just hang out, get to know each other and put smiles on, on certain people's faces. Before we move on to some World Cup talk here with Teal, we've got an interview from Sports Wrap from Tom Lydon with former U.S. national team member and New England Revolution Club ambassador Charlie Davies. So we'll let Tom take it away. Charlie Davies is here, and how should I officially refer to you now? How is retired life? Is it really retired life? When you young guys come in here and you're retired, that bothers me. Retired from the game, but I am far from retired beach beach on the beach with my legs up. <laughs> it's busy, 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 and I love it. Well, let's get right into it because we saw some craziness today. I mean, Mexico beating Germany, huge surprise, but when you look at the overview of the game, Germany looked bad. I wouldn't say bad. But for Germany, you would expect a little bit more as defending World Cup champions. Mexico, however, looked amazing. They came out, they played, they had a great game plan. They could have been up 3-0, to be honest. Um, they missed a couple of chances, but they were phenomenal. It's, it's a, a lot of confidence going forward for a Mexican team. Is that the biggest surprise? Because it's amazing we're only three, four days in, and there's been a lot of what I would call surprises. I mean, Brazil and Switzerland tying today. Little That's surprising. a surprise. That's not so much of a, of a surprise for me as the Argentina result with Iceland. Iceland, we knew they were a strong team. They play together. They're, they're dedicated. However, Argentina, Messi missing a penalty kick? That is surprising. And he's got pressure already because he's the best player in the world. He's been on the national stage and the international stage so many times and unable to deliver a championship. How do you shoulder the pressure like that if you're him? You just go out there and you try and perform. A player of his magnitude, of his greatness, normally everything will just flow. Everything runs through him, through the team. Everyone's expecting him to score. But he can also create opportunities for other players on the team. A penalty miss of this magnitude it's going to weigh on him, and it's going to weigh on him all tournament. Hopefully he uses this as motivation to, to play better, to score. I would like to see that, but you never know. Um, that's what's haunting him is, is this World Cup. I fully expect Argentina to rebound after that first game. However, Iceland looks really strong. They, they play as a team. They, they know what they want to do. Everyone knows their role. Um, it, with a, in, and that's an encouraging performance against Argentina. I would expect them to go out and try and get a result for Croatia. And if they do, they could finish top of the group. Interesting. So let's go to Portugal, Spain, because they played Friday to a 3-3 tie. Exciting. Lots of goals. People love seeing that. But I look at who else is in their group. I'm like, well, they're going to cakewalk through Portugal, Spain. And it comes down to what at this point? Because they tied. It's all about goals. Cristiano Ronaldo had a hat trick for Spain to open this tournament. He's really staking his claim as the greatest player of all time. You know, it's always been him versus Messi. Now it's about who can score the most goals versus Morocco and Iran. Spain, strong team. Diego Costa showed he, he can be the striker that they need to score goals. However, a, a team like Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo playing so well, I, I would expect them to finish top of the group. All right, there's a, a number of teams who haven't played yet. They're going to complete this. Uh, they're, they're going alphabetically here. <laughs> so we still have to see the F and G group play. Who are you looking forward to seeing play here over the next couple of days? Belgium. They're loaded with talent. Romelu Lukaku from Manchester United, Eden Hazard from Chelsea, and, and Kevin De Bruyne from Manchester City. Three phenomenal attacking players. I would hope that they're going to score a lot of goals, as well as England. England plays Tunisia. A lot of uh, young English Premier League players, Harry Kane, who's one of the most prolific strikers in the world, um, they're, they're going to look to stake their claim in that group. 
Good stuff. Charlie Davies, you're the best. Great analysis. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We got the World Cup yeah. going on. It's a big time for the soccer world at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've had the chance to tune in at all, but if you have, I mean, what's kind of stood out to you as, I mean, what is it, a week through at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been able to watch as much as I can. I also have you know, a four-and-a-half-month-old, so she's kind of been taking up a lot of my time. But um, I have her watching some of these games as well. And I think, the, you know, the first game where, you know, Russia was able to win 5-0, I think that was a, a big statement game. I, I, I think this game here where Mexico just played Germany and was able to beat them 1-0 was, was a huge game. So there's, these, there's been a lot of kind of fascinating games and fascinating storylines. So I'm just excited to continue to see um, more and more of these games. I also loved, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo getting a hat trick for Portugal and, and tying Spain. So there, there's been a lot of fun games. Um, and there hasn't been any, you know, boring games. You know, you're getting the VAR being implemented in the right way. So I think it's been exciting for, for diehard soccer fans and also for just casual fans as well that maybe just tune in, you know, during World Cup. I, I think they're able to see the passion that a lot of fans are having and, and what this sport kind of brings. So it's, it's been fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is one team kind of sticking out to you in particular that might, I mean, like kind of make a run, win it all here? I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I can't like there to me. There hasn't been one team where I'm like, OK, they got it all figured out, you know, so I can't kind of. That's what's different say, about soccer. I mean, you look at like yeah. the NFL and stuff and you can say like, oh, like it'll be maybe one of these three teams or same thing with basketball. Exactly. But especially in the World Cup, you're getting these teams that are coming out of nowhere. I mean, you saw that yep. Germany upset right off the bat. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't exactly. know. Like, you don't have one team though that maybe in, in uh, the inside you're like, I, I've got yeah, well, this. Well, I just, I, I want. I, I think Iceland started out great, and I kind of just want them to do well. You know, I would love to see them get out of the group. And so there's not not one team where I think, ah, you know, they. Uh, I initially beforehand I was going to say I think Germany is going to do well again, um, but you know that that first defeat I think they'll bounce back, and I think Germany is still maybe the one to beat. All right, all right. I'll say I'll go out and say that. That works for me. And, I mean, looking ahead to the future now, I mean, again, we don't have United States in the World Cup. It's upsetting. But looking ahead to the future now with 2026, yeah, I mean, people are just raving about this this bid that got accepted for North America. Um, I mean, you have multiple ties here. You're, I mean, Canadian playing in America at this point. So what do you think about the whole bid as a whole? I think it's amazing, you know, and I think it's still some years down the line, but for North America to kind of have this opportunity again uh, to host the World Cup, it's just another another chance for the sport to grow here. Um, and, you know, living here in Boston, you know, there's a potential for games, you know, to be played here. And I think that's exciting because there's a huge fan base of soccer here, not only in Boston, but I guess the whole country, you know, and in Canada and in Mexico. So I, I think it's just exciting times. I know it's early, but for things to kind of start brewing and have this big opportunity, another huge platform uh, for a lot of fans um, and players and, and young kid, kids now who are playing and have dreams and aspirations to kind of play for their national team or um, you know if you're a, a new father potentially or a new mother and you know you could kind of plan to maybe bring your your family to these games I think it's just exciting times uh, for for North America as a whole. Family ties across the board whether it's national or international your dad playing for the Canadian national team um, I mean what does it mean to you personally to have this whole bid be successful I mean just as from a family standpoint I mean you have a lot of history with the whole like world cup yeah. landscape so what does it mean to you 
Um, it means a lot to me. I mean, this sport has been a part of my life ever since I was young. And even before that, you know, my, my dad played professionally and he played on the international level. Um, so for me, it just, it, there's a lot of pride there, um, you know, since I was born in Canada, but I grew up in the States. And, you know, I have a lot of family members that are still in Canada, and, you know, are so supportive of soccer and have kind of just been around it. So it's, uh, it's emotional because it's, it's, it's fun to think about. Um, and you never know with these bids and how they can go. But once, you know, you kind of wake up and you see that, you know, North America is getting at you, you kind of get excited. And even though it's far off, you know, it'll probably come a lot quicker than people uh, imagine. So it's for me, it's it's really, really exciting and really fun. Yeah. I mean, eight years down the line, we said at this point, and your kid will be what, yeah. eight years old at that point. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Do you think, yeah. I mean, somewhere down the line, we could have another family connection yeah. and, and maybe some yeah. more, uh, <laughs> some more international yeah. players there? Yeah, you never know. You know, you never know. It could be could be something fun like that. But uh, in the meantime, just going to watch her, you know, just grow it. You know, if she wants to play soccer or if, you know, there's more family members, you know, Diego, one of my teammates just had uh, had a kid as well. And, you know, we got other players that have kids. So it'll be fun to be able to, you know, bring our kids and kind of talk to them when they get older about it. All right. And I mean, we talked a little bit about the New England games and games at Gillette. And there was talk about like Harvard Stadium and stuff like that being used for whether it's training or anything like that. And we have the Revs' own president kind of making a run, trying to make things happen here. So what do you think about the soccer environment locally, just in New England or whether it's in Boston or Foxborough or anything like that? I mean, do you think the World Cup would be a huge hit here? Or is it still something that would need to be built over like eight years? Oh, I, th- I think if the World Cup was here right now, it'd be a huge hit, you know, and now there's, you know, you got to kind of put, I guess you kind of have to promote in hopes that you are able to kind of get games here. But I mean, the New England culture with soccer has always been growing. And, you know, this is my fifth year living in New England area. And you could just tell with the culture and the fan base and, you know, you have a big Portuguese um, denomination around here. They kind of are really lively. And so the, the culture of soccer here is excellent. I think I think there, you don't need time to kind of build it, but I guess time will, will only help. You know, I think the sport is only growing on this country and in the New England area. And I think a lot of fans are going to be excited, especially with this World Cup going on right now. Even though the U.S. isn't in it, I think, you know, a lot of people here living in the States and in Canada and Mexico are going to be able to watch this World Cup and kind of get more excited that, hey, uh, all these teams and all these players um, are going to be able to come and play on our soil. And I think that's exciting to think about. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you. I mean, I think we tackled pretty much everything there. It's a lot of soccer talk. I love it. Um, yeah, I love the soccer talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for taking the time out. I, I mean, I really appreciate it. It, uh, it means a lot. But you guys can find all of our sports coverage on boston25news.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at expandonthat25. Uh, you can follow myself at DABumpus17. Teal, I think you've earned it at this point. You've been a great guest. Where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm, I'm not on social media too much, but my, my, my tag is just Teal Bunby is what, you know, at Teal Bunby on Instagram and Twitter. But they might be disappointed because on Twitter I don't really tweet that much. But, and on Instagram it's a, a lot of pictures of either just my kid or my wife. So <laughs> bad thing. Kids are cute. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. I, know. I just don't know if people, you know, like to be – I don't know how into social media you are, you know, with your podcast and all that. Oh, they, I'm all over You it. probably have all the – yeah, exactly. You got all, you're, you're the fun guy to follow. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be following you after this. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll uh, talk to you guys next week.